Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. And today, thank you for joining me for our final devotional on the Parenting Seas. Today, we are going to be talking about teaching our children conspicuously. So over the last several months, January until now, we have covered one C a month. It's Adrian Rogers' five parenting C's. So we had convincingly, consistently, creatively, conversationally, and now... Dr. Rogers says that we must teach our children conspicuously. What does that mean exactly? That's the first thing that I thought when I read the word conspicuously. The rest of them all kind of made sense right off the bat. So I had to do a little bit more digging and research. The word conspicuously or conspicuous means something that is noticeably seen and given a prominent position. So for us to be able to teach God's word convincingly, like we talked about, because we were convinced and consistently finding a routine to do that daily or weekly with our kids creatively. We talked about how to be consistent, but also creative and then conversationally, just in everyday conversations in life, talking to our kids. We must also teach them conspicuously by giving God's word a prominent place in our hearts, but also in our homes. So let's go back to our devotional scripture that we've been unpacking over the last couple months. It's Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And these words, which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, When you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Today, we're going to focus on verses 8 and 9 of this passage. So we've been unpacking each verse. We did 6 first, and then we divided 7 up into a couple of different parts over the past few months. And with conspicuously, we're going to be focusing on verses 8 and 9. That was, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So Pastor Adrian Rogers unpacked this a little bit in one of his sermons, and he said that what this verse is trying to say is upon thine hand and between thine eyes is to remind us of all the things that we are doing every day and the things that we are thinking every day should be with God's word in mind. So the only way that that can happen is if we're in God's word, right? And then on your doorposts and gates, he says, means to do whatever you can to make the word of God evident in your home for your children. So I started thinking about this and I was thinking, what are some practical ways that we can make God's word conspicuous in our homes and just in everyday life and all the things that we have to do as moms. I didn't want to take this question on all by myself because I wanted to get some other input and advice from mom friends and coworkers 
that are in different stages of motherhood. They may be in the beginning or they may have grown children. Some have teenagers, some have elementary age kids and preschool kids like me, but I got a lot of good feedback. And so I wanted to share that with you today and give you, I believe I have about seven or eight different takeaways from that. So I may read some of them to you so I don't mess them up because I just had them email or text me those uh, suggestions. And I think that they are so worth sharing. I was definitely challenged and encouraged by some of these. So the first suggestion I received from a mom friend that she is going through a one-year Bible for children. They'll read it at bedtime and then they pray together. She said this is getting her kids used to praying together and talking about things that are heavy on their hearts, like something that's been bothering them at school or someone that might be sick in their family or big life changes and all that kind of stuff that kids carry around that we don't realize She said as they pray through it, their families get to see God work through those things and their children are realizing how God answers prayers. And just with that Bible reading daily and the praying together, she's just seen a lot of spiritual growth in her children. So I thought that was an awesome suggestion. Another mom that I asked said that she thinks it's really important to let your kids see you serve at church or in the community. I know that personally for me, my husband and I have taken Jake and James out door to door with our church plant. We've been going to all the neighborhoods close by to the YMCA where we're meeting. And we've taken them with us several times to just knock on doors and see how we can pray for people, invite them to church, sometimes get to share the gospel with them. And I think that that has just been a huge way for our kids to see just feet on the ground, how we are trying to love on our community and tell people about the Lord. So that's just something. I know another thing that um, that we've done one time with Jake, he's seven, and we had a friend suggest this to us, was we have a local food bank here in Memphis, and we took him this summer when he was out of school to help us work at that food bank, and that really taught him a lot about being thankful for what he has and just how to love on people like God loves people. So that was definitely a really great suggestion by that mom. Another thing that um, someone texted me was, she has teenagers, is that, you know, with grown children, it kind of gets a little bit harder. So maybe if you have some teenagers, she has two teenage boys. She said that she actually writes scripture on the back door or on the bathroom mirrors with a dry erase marker. And that she's even bought, as they were like middle school age, uh, like scripture tattoos and things. I mean, just, you know, that may not be something that you would like. It's just the kind that you wash, like put on with water and you can wash off. But just that was just something fun, just a, a way to put scripture literally right in front of them and they could see it often. And she said that her teenagers really love it when she changes scriptures and they notice like when she puts a new one on the door or on the mirror. So that's just a fun suggestion, especially with teenagers. Another mom said that she likes to play scripture music that teaches the like kids the verses. And um, she has grown children now. And she said, when I asked her, 
she was thinking about how she used to play these scripture songs. Like I remember one that taught me John three sixteen, and I'm not really much of a singer. I'd sing it for you, but that's the way that I learned that verse. I remember as a kid. And so she said, as she was reminiscing and remembering doing that, like in the car at home that she started recalling those same scriptures that she also learned from songs as her kids did and that she was singing one to herself. So I thought that was funny. Another suggestion is I had a friend personally growing up who struggled with night terrors and her mom started letting her fall asleep every night to praise and worship music. My son Jake has also struggled with having bad dreams um, quite often. And we actually um, have a routine if he has a bad dream of he'll come in our room and, you know, let me know and he will pray over him. And then also we have memorized the scripture, First Peter 5, 7, cast all your worries on him for he cares for you. This is just like a simple way of things that are fearful to your children, like like a night terror or a bad dream, just always sending them back to praise and worship music or prayer or scripture. That's so important because that will that will link them to later realizing that God is the way to drive out all fear, like faith over fear. So I always thought that that was really neat growing up when her mom would do that for her. A coworker shared with me, um, she had teenagers. She had several teenage girls at one time, and she implemented something that kind of developed over time that they would call me time, she said. They would basically uh, talk about their day at school and all the issues that were going on. I know with boys, I have boys, this would be a little bit harder, but I feel like over time, you know, if you just made it where they were comfortable, whatever space you could get them to open up to you in, whether that's at bedtime or dinner time or whenever, it's so important to have that communication with your kids. But she would get her daughters to talk about issues that they were facing and things that they knew that they needed to apologize for and repent. She told me, and I'll read this, I would always tell them to be kind and quick to forgive because you never know what is going on in someone else's home. And now, even as adults, they still call me for advice or to talk about things because she had that open line of communication. And no matter what they would talk about, she would always lead them back to Jesus and forgiveness and being kind to others. And so I thought that was a really great word. And then another coworker that I asked said, when my kids were in elementary school, I would put love notes in their lunch boxes every day. It was a great way to share a verse with them or a simple word of affirmation and teach them about Jesus, all while making them feel special that their mom would secretly put a note in their lunchbox before they got out the door for school. Sometimes I would send an extra love note and ask them to give it to a special friend so that they could learn more about Jesus, too. It was a great way for them to be able to share Jesus with their friends and love on them. I thought that was really neat. Um, such a good idea. Every once in a while, I'll put a little post-it note in one of my boys' lunches and just say, love you, but I've never thought about writing scripture and putting it in their lunchbox or putting it in their backpack. And I thought, that is such a great idea. I want to try that myself. 
I think that would be such a great way during the school day when you can't have a direct conversation with your child just to have a way to put scripture in their mind and in in their heart and let them know that you're thinking about them. So I definitely want to give that a try. But those were just some fun suggestions of different things that different moms um, sent me. And I thought that they were all just so great and worth sharing. But one common theme to all of these things that we've shared is that if we will put God as the focus in our homes with whatever we do, with whatever we're watching, with whatever we're letting them watch, whatever we're listening to, whatever we are letting them participate in and extra activities, wherever we go, that whatever we're placing our priorities on ultimately as a family, that if God's word and scripture and our love for him would be that focus, it would naturally flow out of us, out of our hearts as moms and into our homes, then our kids will notice and they're going to be greatly impacted by that. You know, I was thinking about a way to wrap up these five C's They've been so great. I've I've personally grown as a mother from them so much. And the biggest takeaway that I think that I've found is just a simple statement. And that's if God's word is important to us as moms, if it's important to us in the home, then it will be important to our children too. And they will grow up knowing more about the Lord and loving him. So that is my challenge to you, just as we wrap up this series, that you would go and that you would teach God's word. It would naturally overflow out of you because you're convinced and that you would teach them convincingly, consistently, creatively, conversationally, and conspicuously, and that they would know that you really believe what you say that you believe and that they would believe it too, that they would grow up knowing Christ too. Thanks so much for joining me today. And thank you for joining us through this entire series. If you are just now catching this series and it's May or you started with number four in April or just somewhere in the middle, I really encourage you to go back and start at the beginning in January with number one and go all the way through today, number five. I think it'll make a lot more sense and I think it'll be a lot more impactful for you But I hope that you have all been challenged like I have and grown like I have through this series. Adrian Rogers was such a wise pastor, and these five C's are really transformative for motherhood, honestly. And I have personally just felt that impact. And I hope that my home and my boys have as well as I've grown, as I've learned more and more. Um, just about the importance of overflowing God's word from our own hearts as moms into our kids. But that wraps up our final C for today. I encourage you all to go to faithful31moms.com. You can check out the five C's there. The podcast is right there on the website. But also, I will let you know it's May and summer's coming up, and we have an Old Testament scripture writing plan there as a free download. You just put in your email and it'll come right to you. And I thought, what a fun way for our kids to stay writing and stay reading this summer while also 
hiding God's word in their heart. Just another way to do that conspicuously. So go to faithful31moms.com for that and check that out. And even though we finished up our devotional series for this month, I want you to be sure and join us back next month in June because we are going to be starting something completely new, but I'm really excited about it on becoming a mom worthy of honor. So be sure and join us back for that. And I hope that you all have a blessed day. Looking for meaningful time with your family that doesn't involve technology? Looking for ways to worship God together? Consider the 10 Commandments for the Home Family Worship Kit from Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding. Your children will treasure the time you spend as a family as you study, pray, and do activities together that will ultimately strengthen your family's foundation for a God-centered home. Purchase your Family Worship Kit today at Faithful31Moms.com. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful 31 Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.